Hi, welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. Ray, it is time for episode 14, season 2, Craft Beer Bucket List. How you doing, Big Ray? Best day ever, Mike. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. (laughs) Consistency is key. That's right. Uh, before you introduce us to our beers today, I just want to say I want to uh, I got to explore a little bit this weekend on Sunday. Yesterday, I visited t- my first two breweries in Arkansas. So I moved here about four weeks ago at this point. And so yesterday we took off in the morning. We we're like, you know, we're going to go do something. We got to get out of the house. We've been here for four weeks. So we visited Oxbend Brewing in Ozark, Arkansas, which is right off I-40, an hour and a half west of Little Rock, and then made it all the way over to Fort Smith Brewing Company, and that's probably two hours west of Little Rock. Both uh, cute little places, enjoyed uh, getting out and finally getting some breweries in my new state. Outstanding. I saw your uh, your post on social media. It looked like you're having a good time, man. Glad yeah, to see it was, that. It was good to get out and, uh, you know, got to try some new beers, meet some new folks, and uh, hope to continue that streak. Uh, get out there and uh, get some new beers, you know, uh, new beers under the belt. Outstanding. Nothing wrong with that. Right. So, anyway, I got a couple of stickers to send you as well. Yay. I like stickers. Yeah. Stickers. Reminds me of, uh, oh, it's that show you said watch Crank Yankers. Oh, man, it sounds like you were talking about, uh, what was that guy, Special Ed? Yeah. I know oh, it's not, man. I know it's not PC to you know make fun of people with various uh, needs and all that. I just remember that from the show. And uh, so anyway, moving on. Uh, that show made a comeback, though, right? Didn't they re, aren't they re-airing it or making a new one? Uh, you know, I want to say I read that somewhere, but don't catch me lying. I don't know for sure. Oh, okay. All right. Well, never mind then. So, <laughs> whatever, Mike. Yeah. You want to know what I do know? Yeah. I know that we have another solid lineup tonight. Yeah. Tell us about it. I I will do just that. Do it. So now. we're going to kick off with our shared beer. This is going to be from San Tan Brewing, out of Arizona. We're going to be drinking their Hefeweizen, Arizona wheat beer. In front of me, I have an Ultimate Light Golden Ale by Omission Brewing out of Portland, Oregon. And your beer is the Lost 40 from Easy Tiger. No, it's Easy Tiger from Lost 40. Hey, you know I can't read, so whatever. So you're drinking the Easy Tiger from Lost 40. How about that? Yeah, it's a Mexican-style lager, so I'm pretty pumped about mm. it, it's a, which is a Vienna-style lager, so... Uh, yeah, that's, again, uh, you know, I think this has got a lot of promise. I've never tried this. I've never tried, uh, the heavy vice and I've actually, um, had a couple of different Mexican loggers, um, recently. So I'm looking forward to this. You know what I'm saying? I do. So the, this beer I picked out for you, Mike, now that we're sharing, I've not had any of these. So this is going to be, a, you know, a true, true, honest review here. Yeah, uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, Hefeweizen, uh, so I'm hoping this one doesn't disappoint. 
you know, this other beer I have, Mike, I, I've had a handful of these, uh, but my beer is uh, crafted to have uh, all of the gluten removed. Yeah, I saw that. So, so uh, yeah, so it should be interesting. Uh, but I'm excited to dive into to something new here. And if it's great, we'll tell the people if it's great. And if it's not, we'll be friendly but honest. Yeah, so uh, I got something for you. Oh, that's special. I got something for you too, Mike. Did you know? Pop, pop, pop goes the weasel. Oh yeah. All right. So uh, on three, I think we should drink. You ready? No, I'm I'm pouring mine into a pint glass tonight. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. I it is right. That. Yeah. So yeah, so in 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 the house we bought here in Arkansas. So at my previous house, my office was right off the kitchen, meaning I could grab a beer right out of the fridge, have all the glassware right there. Uh, and then in the new house, my office is actually downstairs and on the other side of the house. Um, and I've got a beer fridge, right? But still have all the room for all the glassware and such like that. So I'm going to have to get some glassware down here and take advantage. Yes, you are. So I'm going to take a drink, though. I'm, I'm not waiting for you. No, go ahead. Well, I'm interested to hear what you say about this. All right. So I was going to leave in just that awkward sound of you drinking, Mike, because uh, sometimes yeah. that, somebody might find that interesting. I don't know. It's the a- ASMR. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, but they do that. They drink. drinking my beer. Yeah, they drink and they slurp <laughs> and they eat and they chew and all that other stuff. Um, no, yeah. So I want to I want to hear what you have to say about this beer. So I'm going to get another drink and then uh, while I'm doing that, tell me what you think. Straight away, I, I want to say it tastes apples, which uh, kind of took me by surprise here. Um, I don't think it's supposed to taste like apples, Mike. Are are you getting that at all, or am I just being weird? Well, I mean, I could, I could, I mean, a little bit, I guess. Um, so when you pour it in a glass, uh, what does it look like? Because I'm not pouring mine; in, I'm drinking mine out of the can. So, what is it before we talk about anything else? What does it look like, and all that? So. I mean, right away, I'll note it's got some nice carbonation. I'm getting the nice bubbles rise, you know, from the bottom of the glass to, you know, to the top. It's a see-through beer, clear beer. Uh, not quite as dark as I'd expect, but it's got a nice honey amber color about it. Uh, so it, it looks nice. It looks refreshing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, so you've had a couple of drinks of it now, so... What do you think? So I, I don't think it tastes bad. Um, what bothers me is I get no banana and I get no clove, which are two things I look for in a jefe. And uh, personally, I'm not getting that. Uh, so as far as the beer style goes, and maybe because it's an Arizona style, they're, they've put their own spin on it. Uh, which is fine. I like creativity and trying something new. Um, and even on the can, it calls it a unique southwestern style hefe that explodes with notes of citrus. Right. Yeah. And, so, but, and if you go on, but if you go on to read, it says explodes with notes of citrus, lemon peel, banana, and clove, 
offering an unfiltered wheat to beat the heat. Right. You know, and that's fine. It's a, I think this would be a refreshing beer to drink in the heat. I'm down with that. But I'm not down with no banana and no clove. That makes me sad. Yeah. So I'm going to rip this beer a new one. So I'm just going to be honest. Okay. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> I, I value my honesty more than I value anything. So I'll say up front that it doesn't taste bad. I think, you know, when I say it's a good beer to beat the heat, I don't think that's off. I think it is. It does have a good taste to it. Um, to me, this doesn't taste like a Hefeweizen. Um, I get a very light smell of maybe a little clove. I don't get bananas or banana smell to it. Um, the citrus is very faint in the smell. When I'm tasting it, I, I'm getting... Very, very faint clove. No banana. No, I'm not getting much of orange pill or, you know, orangish start type flavors either. I'm not tasting much of that at all. It's a very, it tastes to me like it shouldn't be called a Hefeweizen. And I, and I you know, to, I'm still trying to figure because I expected one thing and I'm not getting it at all. Um, so it's missing, you know, when you think about a Hefeweizen, you're thinking about banana, banana and cloves, right? That's it. Absolutely. It's I, to me, I, I'm not getting hardly any, any of all that. And so for it to say, if it, so if it, if the label read a unique Southwestern style Hefe that explodes with notes of citrus lemon pill offering blah, 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 blah. I'd be like, you know what? All right. But the fact that they put it out there and say banana and clove, th that's what I expect. And that's what people expect with the Hefeweizen. It, it, it was a letdown. Um, but, it, but it doesn't taste bad. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's a bad tasting beer. It's just that it, this is definitely not within what I, what, what I was expecting at all. Um, so, I mean, I, I am with you, Mike, uh, because uh, this, man, this is tough because I like the way it tastes. I'm, I'm on board with that. This is a yummy beer. It is. But what's, you know, again, what's labeled is not what we got, in my opinion. Yeah. So as, I, as I'm starting to drink it and I kind of let it swish around a little bit, I may be picking up a little bit of banana flavor, you know, banana flavor, very, very faint in the background. Um, but it's definitely got the more of a citrusy taste coming forward for me. Um, I, I like the fact that it's unfiltered. It's got a little bit heavier body. So I like that. Um, it's got a little bit more kicked up carbonation um and it's a very pleasant tasting beer so it's got some things going for it um i'm just you know you expect to have a vice and it tastes like a have a vice and that's not what i'm getting so you know and and i've never had another santan brewing company beer um so i don't i don't know i don't want to put too much in that you know, this could be, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, they have their own styles, you know, their own, t you know, like the, some of you see these breweries that have their own thing, you know, like we're going to do certain types of IPAs or whatever it may be. So, you know, uh, this is, you know, they've been, 
St. Tan's been open since 2007 uh, in Chandler, Arizona, and they now have a place in Phoenix. Um, and they started packaging cans in t- 2009. So that's real soon after they started. That's a t- from in two years, uh, they've been they after two years of operation, they were kicking out cans. And so, um, you know, I don't know if they if they if this was a beer that they vetted and they just you know had a lot of positive reviews on it, and they thought, well, that's going to be one we can or not. So, I'd, you know, and I don't know all that. It'd be nice to get some more information on that, but um, I don't know, man. So, so it doesn't taste bad. I think it tastes fine to me. Uh, disappointed because it's not tasting like I expected a heavy vice in the taste. And I'll leave it there. Um, I'll let you rate it and food pair it before I do. No, that's fine. So this one's going to be tough because um, I'm always the optimist, Mike. Uh, but I'm like you, I'm honest. So I, I think it's a delicious beer. It's very refreshing. Um, I, I don't want to offend anybody with this if, if you're a huge fan of this beer. But to me, this drinks a lot like a cider. Yeah. And and I'm good with that. Um, I like ciders. But when I order a cider, I want it to have cider in the name, not Hefeweizen. So I'm going to mark it really low for the beer style. I would probably give it a five. Right? Just on the representation of the style. Because cause it's just not there. At least not to my taste, bros. Maybe somebody else will get the banana and clove. I wasn't able to pick that out in the aroma and swishing it around. And I've, I've already finished this. Um, so like I said, it was, it was delicious. I enjoyed it. It was very crisp. Um, I think it lacks some creaminess overall, uh, but that's fine. But it, in my opinion, poor representation of the style. And maybe in, in Arizona, right, where it's super hot, Maybe this speaks to the, to the locals, right? And it's a huge hit. I'm not from Arizona. I don't know. Um, I'm still overall going to give it a seven. I believe it has its place on the craft beer bucket list. I, I think people should try it uh, because it is delicious. It, it's yummy. Um, just not a, a good representation of, of what's printed on the can. So, so you're going to give it an overall a seven? Yeah. Okay. I, I believe it has a place on the bucket list. So I, I want to encourage people to still try it. It's like, you know, um, because it's not gross, right? It's not disgusting. It's delicious and refreshing. And I think those are positives. Um, I just wish it had a different label on the can. So yeah. that's that's the big downfall for me there. It's like, uh, sell it for what it tastes like. Maybe they brewed it like a Hefeweizen. They went through the process like that, but that's not how it came out. Yeah, so, you know, and and didn't look into it or couldn't find it. You know, you don't know what the, you know, you can just call it a wheat beer and change it. Okay. So what are you going to, what food pair are you going to have with it? Before I go into my rating, what food pairing? No, you're fine. Uh, With something like this, because it, it does remind me of, and again, to me, it it tasted a lot of apple with this. Uh, I would make this a dessert beer and have some apple pie a la mode. All right. Uh, I, I think those two would go swimmingly well together. And uh, I'll leave it at that. Okay. So uh, what I was going to say is um, not knowing exactly, you know, what yeast they used to bring out some of these flavors and all that. To use a traditional yeast to – anyway, the, to me, the big the big problem I have is, is beyond 
that it doesn't fit within my thought process of a Hefeweizen is that even on the darn can, they say things about the beer that to me aren't even close. So if you're going to say it punches out with banana and clove, it's going to punch out with banana and clove and it doesn't to me. Uh, the, the other part about it is, is, you know, it, it drinks well enough. It doesn't need to any, any, uh, fibs or fake news or whatever you want to call them. You know, like it, it drinks well enough. It doesn't need that. So, uh, I'm going to score it. Honestly, is if you told me this is a Hefeweizen and, and then you gave it to me, I would not like it. Um, I'm going to give this a six. And the only reason I'm not giving it lower is because it still tastes good, um, for me. So I'll be honest, I'm going to give it a six. I think it tastes just fine. It's when I got this Hefeweizen from you, Ray, I was excited because I do like a good Hefeweizen and, and uh, this disappointed me. Uh, so take off the name off the label, take off the description off the label and you just give this to me as a wheat beer and you say, this is a, a, a good tasting, unfiltered wheat beer. I say sweet. It doesn't you know, it tastes good. It doesn't taste bad. It tastes good. And I'm going to pair it with something like, um, uh, fresh, uh, hot dog off the grill. You know, it, I think you could have a couple of hot dogs and have a couple of these while you're grilling out early in the summer, maybe on Memorial day or something like that. And I think it goes well. So that's where I'm going with it. Um, you know, and I, you know, you never know, maybe it's a bad batch. So, you know, something like that, maybe, you know, get another six pack at some point and you get totally different flavors. You, you just don't know those things, you know, and not that I trying to make excuses for them, but I'm just saying, you know, you know, whenever I have a bad experience like that, I don't automatically write off the beer in the future. I might try another one and just see, uh, it's one of those things is, uh, you know, give them a second chance, but I don't give people a third chance. So, oh, that's fair. Know. Yeah. So anyway, there's, that's where I stand. Uh, I, I, you know, it is what it is. Um, so what I'll say is the other part of it is, is I think that the can art, um, it's pretty simple and to the point, but it's still attractive. So if I saw this can sitting on a shelf, I would, I would, I would like to get more information on it. I think the color scheme is just right. I think it's, it's, it's bold enough to get your attention not it's not too busy like some of the new can art going on um so i really like the can art and that's what that's what i'll kind of tell that up with is i think they've done something good and when i was looking at other beers that they had when i was looking for the beer online uh they have a it's kind of it's kind of their thing they have really good branding on you know and, and artwork on their cans so i would have to agree with that yeah. and i think that's part of what caught my eye you know initially in uh help me make a decision to pick this out because the colors do speak to me. It's just, it's bold and simple. And, uh, I like that, but the can art shouldn't be the highlight of the beer. Yeah. You know, and Hey, you never know. Uh, swing and a miss. True. I mean, yep, it happens. Yeah. So, but Mike, uh, this, this made me think of something. And all right, well, you know, Dairy podcasts are what they are. Uh, I'm not sure, in all honesty, when I'll get to that, uh, but it's on the list. Uh, but something I would like to get to, Ray, is talking about your beer, 
um, you kind of mentioned it, gave us a, a pre- sneak preview about it being a low gluten or gluten free beer. Uh, so I'm interested to hear about this uh, light, ultimate light golden L that you picked up. Yeah, man. So uh, for the health conscience, uh, it's, it's printed around the can, three carbs and 99 calories. So not bad for a beer, but uh, let's crack into this guy and uh, see what it tastes like. Sounds good, at least. So I'm not going to talk about my beer, but I want to open it and start drinking. Booyah. There you go. Yeah. So right off the bat, this uh, golden ale smells really good. Yeah. So that's a that's a positive. And while they were light, this is a really light beer. Yeah. Like really light. Tell me about it. I mean, so this is in a range of a Mick Ultra. So Mick Ultra is like two to three carbs. I want to say 95 or 96 calories or something like that. And I don't know what the ABV is on Mick Ultra, but it's probably like 4% or something like that. So this is in the same range. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah. So. You know, this one is, uh, it's labeled as 4.2% ABV. So definitely light as far as the alcohol content goes. Uh, this is just uh, an insanely crushable beer. So this is uh, immediately going to be great for the backyard football game, ball game, dodgeball, just whatever you play. Dodgeball, yes. Cornhole, you know, lawn darts. Yeah. Um, I think lawn darts are illegal still, but who knows? People may make their own. Yeah. Um, so... It's, I don't want to say confusing isn't the word, uh, but this is a, it's a little hoppy for a golden ale. Uh, It's not like an IPA hoppy. I mean, this beer has a Millennium Hop, Citra, and Galaxy, so it's got quite the the blend of of hops in this, uh, which is nice. Yeah, but that's blended well. Citra and Galaxy are... I don't want to say pungent is the right word, but I mean, they're two very serious hop varieties that, that bring out a lot of flavors. Uh, no, absolutely. Uh, and Citra, of course, is known for its, uh, its citrusy notes and aromas. And, uh, I, and they shine through here. Like I said, this has a really nice aroma about it. Uh, definitely citrusy. I mean, I, I, I can easily pick out pineapple in this, which is nice. Um, again, not too hoppy, but it's, it's a little hot forward, you know, again, which is nice. This is super smooth, super crushable. Uh, this is in my opinion, highly carbonated, uh, but I would expect that for a light beer, right? Yeah. Brings out those flavors. Um, it, man, I, how do I say this without sounding crass, Mike? <laughs> uh, you know those White Claw beverages that are yeah. super popular in 2020, yeah. even 2019? Yep. This feels like one of those, but okay. actually with flavor. So I'm, I'm going to say something I can't believe. I, I've tried a couple different versions of White Claw, and they're not bad. 
Yeah, I I can't do it. Um, like no, I would. So my wife, she, there's one flavor she likes to drink, um, which surprises me because she is doesn't like much like any alcohol at all. Um, but she gets down on the white claw, you know. But I I can't do it. I've tried several flavors and it's just not for me. Yeah. Um, but but all of that said, it's like this beer. It has a mouth feel kind of like that. And I think it may be some of the, the, the carbonation. Maybe there's some mineral water in this. Um, but it's it's yummy, right? And again, super easy to drink. Like, this is just crushable. Um, you can probably kill a six-pack of these and uh, not even realize you've done it. So, I mean, I'm happy with this. Uh, we know it's brewed in Portland, Oregon. Uh, so it's definitely West Coast beer. I can't attribute this to, I can't be like, oh, this is absolutely a West Coast flavor. Um, but I think it's solid. And, uh, I, I, you know, it says it's crafted to remove the gluten. Uh, so I, I wouldn't know the difference in tasting this. You know, there's some things you like, you go to the store and you buy gluten-free bread or something. And, uh, it's just not as good as real bread, if you will. Like it's just missing something. Okay. Uh, so, and uh, nothing against gluten-free bread. It's just, you can usually tell it's, it's different. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, with this, um, I'm not missing it. So they, they did a good job in that. And there's even advisory on the can. It's like, Hey, this is brewed with barley and other stuff. And we've done our best to, to remove it, but it's some still might be there. So I like the fact that they don't sell it as one thing, even though it's possibly not. So I like the fact that they're open and transparent, even on the can, and they give a website link that you can go to and, and see the test results uh, of the beer, which I think is cool. Um, but overall, I, I'm enjoying this. So again, nice aroma, nice flavor. Um, carbonation is high. And uh, yeah, still, it's not bad. It's good. Sounds good. So yeah, solid beer. Like, I, I'm enjoying this. Um you know, like we, we talked about Mick Ultra and free plug for them. We've said their name on the podcast. You know, they first came out, Mike, you and I drank a ton of those. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> and mind you, I'm talking 15, 16 years ago at this point. I want to say early 2000s. Uh, and it was, you know, we, we lifted weights a lot back then. You were definitely more health conscious than I was. Um, but I cared a little bit back then. And I thought, hey, I can have a beer and not get super bloated or feel like I'm going to gain a ton of weight killing 30 of these. Because I was the knucklehead that did that back in the day. Oh, man. And uh, looking back at it, 100 calories a can, I drank 30, Mike. That's still 3,000 calories. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, one and done wasn't a thing for me back then, Mike. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah. I wonder, so, um, <laughs> so if you remember, right, the, I, I got to look this up. We also, we'd go, go to the club and we'd have uh, Bud Dry. Remember that? Oh uh, gosh. Yeah. Ah, uh, the Midnight <laughs> Rodeo in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. Why ask why drink Bud Dry or whatever? Oh, those were, yeah. I think, if, <laughs> I forget what time it was we had to get there to get the free beer for an hour. But dude, we just straight kill them. There was no limit to these things. Yeah. So yeah, as quick as you could put it down, they'd give you another one. So I, I'm looking it up. It, 
It says it's five percent, but I was looking up the calories on that because I mean, just drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and drink. Let's see, but dry is where is it at? Calories, 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 calories. It was not. They refused to say, but it was it was terrible. Yes. So nothing when, against Anheuser Busch or Budweiser. Definitely, but I did not enjoy beer. those beers. Yeah, this, this, this is against them. They should have not have made this beer. It was not good. <laughs> Come on. There, there's certain beers you're just like, no, they should not do this. I mean, yeah. Bud Light is a better beer. So. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. So anyway, yeah. So uh, going back, um, so what kind of rating would you give this beer, this omission, ultimate uh, light golden ale? Uh, what kind of rating and food pairing would you give it? Yeah, so this one, uh, again, it's good um, for it, it boasting three different hop varieties. I'd expect more out of it. Um, so not a super high rating for me, but absolutely respectable. I'm going to give this a 7.5, right? Uh, just, yeah. Where it's good, it's not what my taste bros really want. Um, I definitely prefer a much stronger beer, uh, but that's fine. Right. So still good, still respectable going on the craft beer bucket list. I encourage folks to try this. Uh, but as far as a food pairing, because this is such a light beer, this is one I want a heavy meal with. Okay. Um, and when I mean heavy, I'm going to make a reference, Mike, to uh, to Mancation 2020 this year. We went to a okay. restaurant called The Brook yeah. in Tulsa, and I ordered cheese fries that I think weighed like eight pounds. <laughs> Like uh, maybe, legit, yeah. like actual heavy food. Yeah. Um, just like ridiculous amounts of melted cheddar, bacon that, bits, jalapenos. That's so good. Ranch dressing, all the things that make your doctor angry. Yeah. Um, but are just wonderful otherwise. So I, th- I think I want a huge pile of cheese fries. And uh, I, dude, you let me try one of your uh, buffalo chicken tenders that night. Yeah. And uh, dude, buffalo chicken tenders and this beer belong together. And okay. so does a gargantuan pile of cheese fries. That's okay. my final yeah. verdict. There you go. All right. Sticking to my guns. Yeah. So you got buffalo, ch- buffalo tenders and cheese fries. And what was your rating on the beer overall? Uh, 7.5. 7.5. All right. Yes, sir. And 7.5. I mean, that's that's a very respectable score. And uh, to be honest, you know, for a craft beer podcast having a beer that is um gluten-free you know it's very it's it's so it's it, it's not white claw but it's in that same vein as mink ultra white claw and all that is you're catering to a very specific crowd the very specific beer um and so while i would consider it certainly to be in that craft realm i think it does it's not sticking in the similar veins as a lot of that you know, you think about, you know, this beer seems like it'd be a craft beer, but White Claw is certainly not. Right. Right. Uh, the hard seltzers and whatnot. So I think, you know, it's it's getting to that. It's the craft beer for the non-craft beer people. So typically yeah, those beers niche beer. Yeah. So typically people just don't drink a lot of those beers, right? Or, you know, anyway, craft beer folks don't, don't drink a lot of that beer. So I think it's a very respectable score. I mean, Agreed. right? No, no, absolutely. Uh, this isn't something I typically go for as a craft beer enjoyer, uh, but I like to branch out and try things that are new and different. And uh, for me, this was a, you know, a base hit at least. 
so solid solid hit man awesome all right so uh what do you got mike yeah uh oh sorry sorry i I was gonna say so you got 7.5 that's good uh we'll move on i've got the easy tiger it's a mexican style lager from lost 40 brewing uh lost 40 lost 40 brewing is in little rock arkansas so now that i'm here uh, transplanted into Arkansas. I got to, you know, pick up that Arkansas spirit and drink some local beer and we'll, we'll have more of them as, uh, I keep getting, uh, around the state. Um, so anyway, uh, lost 40, um, you know, this is, this is a beer that at one point, uh, uh, 2015, 2016 or something like that. It won a silver medal at the great American beer fest. Um, and I knew that going in, somebody directed it to me to it. So on the can, it says Easy Tiger, Mexican style lager. Um, it says best enjoyed with a cold lime. Um, best enjoyed cold with a lime. And I'll talk about that here in a second. It's 5.2%. Um, and it says Lost 40 Brewing is dedicated to crafting beer in a nuanced, intriguing and sought after as the mystical 40 acres of land in Arkansas from which we derive our name. So I don't have to check out that a little bit more. And it's got a tiger on the front with a rose in its mouth. And it's got a uh, very unique background, like a rose in the background as well. So Mexican style lager. And, and so Mexican style lagers are a little bit of a, a variation of the Vienna style lager, um, which which I like. I like a lot. Um, so I'm a, I'm a lager fan. So. I've had a, quite a few drinks of this by now. Um, as we've been talking about your <laughs> ultimate light golden ill, I'm drinking a, right. I'm drinking a Mexican style Vienna lager. Um, I like it a lot, man. It's it's you know my overall impression is, is so. I, I think it's a really good beer, uh, and I think it's done really well, and I can see why. Um, it was you know in the upper echelons, you know as far as you know placing at the. GABF and all that. So my one problem uh, with it is when they say it's best enjoyed with a lime, and I despise that. Oh, okay. Why, right? why is that? I think any beer that takes fruit is just, or anything like that, is just covering up something to me. It's either in the beer or it's not, right? To me, and in... So it's so funny we're talking about this because I was listening to False Bottom Girls, which is another beer podcast um, that everybody should check out. Uh, False Bottom Girls. I was listening to them and they were talking about some of this. Is you know and, and uh, you know you've got loggers are good beers, and I like loggers a lot. You shouldn't need something to cover up a lager taste. Um, and that's kind of my thing with Corona, which is so funny to say that during our current times, but everybody drinks Corona with lime. And I'm just like, Corona is a, t- and I don't like Corona. I'll be honest. I'll never have it ever again, but you would you need a lime to drink with that beer because you can't drink it. Otherwise it just tastes bad. So here's my problem. So listen guys at lost 40, you don't need to put a lime in this beer. It's really good. And there's a reason you place is because it's really good. You don't need the lime. Forget the lime. Let people enjoy it. So that's that's my pitch. It is a really good beer. I don't like when people put orange pills on wheat beers or you know a shock top or whatever the heck's going on. I think that's bogus too. Um, all of that. The beer should taste good. And you know what? 
Ray, do you put ketchup on a steak? Never. Okay. That's exactly what I feel is the lime or the orange peel or the orange slice on beers. That's the ketchup on the steak. Hmm. Right? No, that's a, that's an interesting oh. take. Yeah. You know, so like a, with a blue moon, because it's brewed with orange peel or orange zest, you know, I don't like to put the orange in my beer. Uh, but I like having the lemon on the rim, or not the lemon, but the orange on the rim, because I think it complements what's already in the beer. Yeah. It's not hiding. It's it's an accent, if you will. Not necessary. I, I, I enjoy Blue Moon. And again, free plug. This is not a paid endorsement. Um, but I enjoy that. So I, I think it has its place in the world if it's done right. I agree with you, Corona. I'm not a fan of those at all. Uh, lime or otherwise does not speak to my taste, bros. Um, but I, I, I agree with you like 95% of the way here, but I think in some instances it could work. So I'll just say if it, if, if your beer requires something like that to, to drink it, it, I'm already not a fan. So here's my thing is this beer doesn't need it. This beer is really good. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's got, the, you know, it's got the typical, um, bready maltiness to it. That's it's, it's not heavy. It's just in the background and, you know, it's just a really good example. So I, I would compare, you know, something like uh, a little bit heavier lager, you know, something like, you know, the, the Boston lager by Sam Adams and whatnot. Right. So, right. you know, and there's other versions of that. That's the one everybody knows, but you know, it's in that realm of things. So it's, it's got the, the good quality to it. Um, I think it's a really good beer. Um, I'm going to give this beer an eight out of 10. Oh, I, I think it's re- yeah, it's really good. Um, I think the, the, the big thing for me is just, uh, Hey guys, you don't need a lime. This is enjoy the beer as it is. Um, so the, a couple things that I would say is the taste is on point. The carbonation's on point. The body is a little bit heavier than I expected for a, a lager, a, you know, Mexican style lager, uh, which I like. Actually, I, I think it's a good thing. I don't know if other people will. So, um, I th- you know, it's, I th- when I look at when I log- loggers are light to medium bodied, and this is definitely in the middle. I think to me, um, so uh, it's you know it's got the the light breadiness to it, the, the maltiness to it. Um, there's a little bit of you know zestiness to it. Um, it's just very very smooth um, and goes down super easy, and it, the, the all the different tastes are, are pretty uh, mellow and balanced. Um, so it's, it's good. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. You know, this is a typical thing where I'm going to have to, you know, also go back to, you know, earlier I was talking about hot dogs. Uh, this is either a hot dog or a burger beer, um, you know, where you're grilling out. Uh, maybe a pulled pork sandwich or something like that. So, but 8 out of 10. That's what I'm going to say. Outstanding. So yeah. another beer on the craft beer bucket list, Mike. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So I know we got to wrap this up. Uh, we're looking at, you know, our, our time here and we got to kind of wrap this up. So what I'll do is I'll, let's give a quick recap. Um, to start off, we had Santan Brewing uh, out of Chandler, Arizona. We had their Hefe Bison. Um, you gave it a seven. I gave it a six. Um, I think overall we, we liked the taste of the beer. Um, we, we had some commentary about, you know, the different things, what we didn't like about it being called a Hefe Bison or not not falling into typical Hefeweizen categories with flavors and such, but overall uh, a tasty beer. 
um, you had the Omission Brewing Ultimate Light Golden, um, which is a you know typically it's just brewed to remove the the gluten out of a beer, so it's a gluten or near gluten free beer. Um, you said it had you know pretty good taste and all that. You gave it a seven point five, which is I gotta say, man, for, for that type of beer for a craft brewing craft brew uh, person, and that being what it is. It's got to taste pretty good because that's a pretty good score. Uh, a lot of people that like craft beers are going to go to more heavier flavors and all that kind of stuff. And um, that's, you know, it's pretty good. And then we followed up. I had the Lost 40 Brewings Easy Tiger, which is a, uh, a former uh, award winner. Um, it's a Mexican style lager. I gave it an eight. All those are pretty good. Uh, I think the Santan is on the, the edge. But uh, since we had, you know, a solid lineup and, you know, typically we do this is, yeah, I think you got to throw them all on a, the bucket list and at least try them. And then and maybe somebody else will, you know, fight us and uh, disagree with us and want to go fisticuffs for the Santan rating, you know? Hey, and uh, that's fine. I encourage that. Uh, we're open and honest, and I encourage our audience to to be the same with us, right? So if somebody wants to drop a comment on our Facebook or Instagram or even Twitter, um, I encourage that. You know, we respond to as many comments and messages as possible. Um, so no, uh, I encourage it definitely for you folks out there that if you're a fan of the, the Santan Hefeweizen, uh, tell us what you think about it and, uh, start a dialogue because that's what this is all about. We're all a community here. We all love our craft beer and we love the community. So why not be open and honest and just have a conversation? What do you think, Mike? Do it. All right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I agree. I'll let you take us out for uh, the outro and we'll see everybody later. Yes, indeed, Mike. So thank you everybody for checking out our latest episode of craft Your bucket list. I certainly do appreciate y'all. And I want to invite you to check out all of the breweries that we featured on this episode. Look at their website, check out their social medias, give them some thumbs ups, likes and shares. And while you're at it, check us out. If you haven't already followed us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, go ahead and do that. Uh, and share your photos of your favorite beer with us. Tag us in your photographs and uh, let us know what you're drinking where you're at. And uh, also, uh, you know, I've said this like a hundred times and I just stumbled over my own words, Mike. Keeping it real. But if you listen to us on Apple, Google, Stitcher, just wherever, give us those five stars. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to share with your friends and families. And let me encourage you guys to please never, ever drink and drive, but do drink local. And we'll see y'all on the next episode. Adios. <laughs>